When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Preseason and training camp is only heating up more and coming to a close. Jonathan Taylor wants out of Indianapolis and lots of news going on all around the NFL. We only got a couple more weeks to draft our best ball teams. And tonight we're going to set out to spend 10 bucks and turn it into 1 million on DraftKings in their $10 Millie Maker. Let's do it. All right, we are live, Monday Night Best Ball, solo episode for me, Eric Vinefor, my co-host Rob Coakley is out tonight, so we are just going to hop into a DraftKings Millie Maker draft. I think right now, I'm really focusing super heavily on hammering two different tournaments, in particular, the DraftKings $10 Millie Maker, which I have 70 or so teams left to draft in and the drafters $20 NFL best ball championship. I think they're the two tournaments probably most likely to overlay the DraftKings $10 millimaker is assuredly the softest competition that exists in all of best ball right now. And um, that's where I'm really focusing my time. So we'll get into the Jonathan Taylor news. We will get into um everything that is going on across the NFL landscape. We've got uh, Monday night football. We got Monday night best ball as the preview into Monday night football, where the fighting Sam Howells and the fighting Cole Turner's battle, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, probably my two highest exposure teams in all of best ball. And, uh, Really excited to watch that. Really, really excited to watch that game. See a little more Sam Howell hype, a little more. My guy, Cole Turner, Jahan Dotson. Just a little bit more Washington. Let's go ahead and get into this DraftKings draft. Let me share my screen. Uh, Pull up NFL. Best ball. (laughs) 10 Thank you, Michael. Um, All right, we are off and running. We need five more for this draft. Yes, Michael, please, for the love of all that is holy, no shots. We're still recovering from the Friday stream. If you did not get to see the special edition of Monday Monday Night Best Ball, a.k.a. Friday Night Best Ball, last week, myself and Rob did a special edition draft where we dra- <laughs> we had to take a shot for every time we draft a wide receiver and anytime we draft a week 17 correlation and so needless to say rob and i 
we're not sober by the end of the draft. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. We had some fun, fun and funny conversations. We triggered some people with some food takes. Uh, and we had a good time. Seriously, though, I was still feeling like shit yesterday from it. I actually, funny enough, did uh, not feel completely terrible Saturday morning. So I passed out real early on Friday, pretty much, uh, you know, after half a bottle of whiskey in an hour, that'll, that'll happen, generally speaking, and uh, fell asleep pretty early. Woke up at 6 a.m. on Saturday, um, got the day going, got a walk in, got a walk with the dogs, went to the farmer's market with the wife, had a good Saturday morning. Started to catch up to me, though, Feel like it just hadn't totally settled in late afternoon saturday it was not great and honestly sunday i still would not classify myself as 100 percent. probably still not 100 percent today if we're being totally honest the body my age does not respond well to that amount of whiskey in that amount of time uh soup is definitely not the best. I do want to say the soup, the soup thing. People really got offended by the fact that Rob and I don't really love soup. Obviously, we were being a little hyperbolic and joking around, having a good time, dunking on soup and the soup lovers. But people, I think people like legit took like borderline offense to the soup thing. Like it's fine. No one said there's not good soup. No, I, I'm I'm aware of of ramen and all that. I've eaten it. No one said it's like like you know a bowl of piss or something no one said it was the absolutely that bad it's just like I, it's not if you said eric you get to have your perfect this is your last meal you're at you're at shawshank and you get to have your last meal i'm not picking a bowl of soup i don't i don't really feel like that's some controversial statement it's just like it's fine there's good versions of it too there's shit that i like i also wouldn't want like a fucking grilled chicken breast as my final meal either but like nobody's out here being like what you don't like chicken like no it's it's i didn't feel like that would i mean jesus if that's a controversial take that uh soup is not like the world's best food man it was crazy definitely got some new rugs really good looking uh runner in the kitchen between the island and the the stove really nice new runner going in there it's beautiful i have to take a picture and post it on twitter or something um all right oh wow cooper cup at the 107 huh okay actually let me think about this so i've been trying to up my uh bijan exposure so i'm actually going to take bijan here um I, i have not updated my uh my exposures here um and uh, I don't know what when we were, I don't know if the awkward moment was when we were talking about last meal soup rugs or what, but yeah, I've got a nice new rug. I don't think that was awkward. <laughs> so Stephanie, uh, on Friday when Rob and I did the, uh, shots stream, uh, we were, we were, uh, discussing soup and how we think soup is kind of, uh, overrated food like it's, it's 
nothing really special. It's fine. There's good soups out there. No one is arguing with any of that. There's there's certainly liquid based foods that are fine, but like in your last meal for me personally, I, I give me a steak or a cheeseburger or you know pizza or tacos or chicken wings or whatever. Like like I I don't I don't feel like that's a controversial statement. But um, always rug always ties the room together. David. Um, yeah. So Bijan over cup and full PPR. I definitely have cup ranked higher. Uh, I'm trying to, we just recorded an episode actually of legendary sickos before this. Uh, it's another marathon episode, but, uh, we talked a good amount about Bijan actually. And, um, I'm just trying to get some more Bijan exposure. I have a lot of cup exposure across every site. Um, but I really am just trying to get a little bit more cup exposure. Plus, uh, I guess I could pull up the board. I, I should, Make sure I get the board up here after I make this pick. But uh, I'm trying to get some more Bijan. And then the other thing about DraftKings specifically is there's so there's so many wide receiver values. So so here's an example. I actually like Bijan and Garrett Wilson over Cooper Cup and Saquon Barkley, and I I. I don't know that that's necessarily the consensus, but at, at worst, I think it's like kind of a coin flip. Um, but anyway, we what we got into and, and what I really brought up as to something I need to do better and do more in my own drafts, specifically as it pertains to Bijan, is I want to make sure I'm I'm not like underweight Bijan and use the fact that on DraftKings, in DraftKings drafts, you can get receiver values later that, like, it's cr- it's crazy. I've got teams, as I'm sure you guys do, this is nothing. Sorry, got to make sure I get the board going. Uh, as I'm sure you guys do, right? This is not, I'm not the only person getting good values on DraftKings. Everybody is. But, like, teams where I have two running backs, an elite quarterback and an elite tight end. And Rashad Bateman is my wide receiver six or something like that. Right. Traylon Burks is really falling right now into like the 120 sometimes. Like I want to use that. I want to use um let me think about this. Zay Flowers going in the 80s, Quentin Johnston going in the 80s, Elijah Moore going at pick 100. Um, just all the wide receiver, right? Addison like falling going in the 70s and falling. All the London, McLaurin, Deontay Johnson, JSN. I'm trying to use all of those values to my advantage. And it's not that I just realized that uh, Patrick Mahomes went to 106 uh, in front of me there. DK Metcalf goes. That's unfortunate. Um, So here I'm just going to take Keenan Allen. So there you go. There's your PPR guy. We sacrificed Cooper Cup for Bijan, and then we scooped Keenan Allen for another fill-in PPR wide receiver. But anyway, th- those are just a lot of uh, you. You guys know me; I draft a lot of wide receivers, the superstar wide receivers. I still think you should draft plenty of the superstar wide receivers, but also using the softness of the rooms particularly as it pertains to the wide receivers to your advantage to get more of Bijan Robinson, right? To, to get, I, I take significant amount more of Christian McCaffrey 
on DraftKings, which of course I also think he's just much better on, on DraftKings with the pass catching, but right. But those different little things using this, oh my gosh, Brees at the 311. So we're definitely not getting the Brees value here in this draft. But as Stephanie says, DK is so fun. You can build these teams that you can't build anywhere else in the industry, literally nowhere else. Definitely not an underdog, not drafters, not FFPC, not anywhere. You can't build these teams anywhere else. So I'm trying to use it across my portfolio. I'm going to draft Cooper Cup. I'm going to draft Tyreek Hill. I'm going to draft these guys. But I do want to get more, you know, oh. And speaking of, now I'm going to take, yeah, I'll take, I'll take Ramondre. I don't have a, a ton of Ramondre actually either here. Oh, let me get Oops. Okay, no, no playoffs yet. All right. Um, it's a good time to get Ramondre too. A little bit of falling Ramondre when I don't think he should be falling, basically, uh, is is pretty this, – this is definitely true. Stephanie says, I've built hyper-fragile teams that didn't even feel thin at wide receiver. A hundred percent. So have I. Like, you, you can build a hyper-fragile team with right i mean shoot i could possibly be on my way <laughs> to a hyper fragile team here with Bijan and ramandre i could absolutely turn this into a hyper fragile team and you have keenan allen and garrett wilson as wide receivers and and four more guys by the time you get to like trey lumberg's <laughs> like that's crazy you just can't it, it you just can't can't make that happen anywhere else agree with rob hit the like button yeah i uh, Michael says, uh, I'm lazy in the first round and I almost always just draft off ADP. Um, I mostly do generally in the top five. I know I, I just passed on Cooper cup who is in, in my top five, but I, I'm making a, so a, I make a little bit of an exception beyond the top five. Um, I'll pull up ASB or even like Garrett Wilson, Tony Pollard, somebody I'll, I'm happy to pull up somebody to get some unique combinations around those players. But then I'm, I'm currently really just kind of making it a point to do so with Bijan. I will also pull up Tony Pye. I've been pulling up Tony Pollard um, sometimes at the end of the first round to get some different looks with Pollard if I can, but uh, mostly just draft off ADP, but that's mostly because I'm trying to get Jefferson CMC chase Tyreek cup, I don't, um, I don't want to be underweight on any of those guys if I can help it. Let's see. Oh, um, I have Ty- Stephanie, I have Tyreek in, uh, in, in full PPR. I don't really think you can go wrong. I think that um, the Rams have quite a bit more team-level risk. Hold on a second. I'm going to go take JSN here. I know it's a little bit of a reach, but that's a, I'm also trying to beef up my JSN exposure. I want to be like, I'm trying to get like really heavily overweight on JSN on DraftKings, especially. But anyway, to, to, to cup versus Hill, like I said, I don't really think you can go wrong. I think um, all, if everything is fine, Stafford is fine. Cup is fine. The Rams are fine. I think Cooper Cup is just an ever so slightly better fantasy asset than Tyree Kill. I think Cooper Cup um, has probably a, just a few more 
environmental issues and potentially issues about himself. I mean, he is technically hurt right now, um, which is almost nothing, but not nothing. When you're like splitting hairs, right, between two mega superstars, you kind of have to kind of have to pick these tiny little things you're you're nitpicking. I think he is technically hurt right now, and Tyreek Hill is technically fine. We assume Cooper Cup will be be fine, you know, for week one or whatever. But the Rams are real fragile, and I think the Rams have a lot of uh, potential issues at the team level that the Dolphins just don't have. Now, Tyreek is a team level is kind of a team level issue for uh, you know to to uh, the concussion stuff is certainly not awesome to think about. You know, the next time Tua gets a concussion is going to be a big, big deal. But at the end of the day, that's just another injury like that. Matthew Stafford has those same injury issues. And Tyreek was not, he was not as good without Tua, but he wasn't like completely unusable for fantasy when Tua was out last year. So um, <laughs> see, uh, you got to know your room. Josh was, Josh was taking JSN. So, uh, uh, Stephanie is at 30% JSN. I love it. I'm not sure exactly where I am at. Um, Ooh, definitely got a guy I want here. I'll tell you that much. Son of a, there goes Gabe. RIP. Um, and you guys took Dobbins. Okay. We're going to end up getting some guys I don't generally take here. I think let's, 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 let's build out a little Seattle. Little Seattle stack. I don't take a lot. I don't take a ton of Tyler Lockett. Yeah. So perfect segue into Jonathan Taylor discussion. Um, I passed on JT. I, <laughs> I think. I think the trade request is just based on like my little timeline, my little bubble that I exist in, um, our Discord, everything like that. It's a shiny new toy. We're excited. Because it's news, it's huge news. It creates a whole shit ton of uncertainty uh, for the JT situation. But it, so two things. First, let's start with: Is the trade going to happen? And this is where I, I like JT had already requested a trade. So so let's think about what what is tangibly different right now versus what we've known for a month. So for a month, Jonathan Taylor has not been playing for the Colts, has made it known he does not want to play for the Colts, and has made it known he wanted to be traded. The Colts GM, owner, GM, you know, whatever, came out and said, you know, Jonathan Taylor doesn't really matter. So they don't, I'm not sure that they were all that tied to Jonathan Taylor before. If somebody came calling with a big offer, they weren't going to, you know, put the phone down and not answer it. I don't really feel like today has changed that much in terms of the outlook for Jonathan Taylor. The, the other like big thing. So, so that's my first stance is it is. They've also come out and said they want a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. And I hate to tell you, they ain't getting a first round pick, right? Nobody is trading a first round pick for a running back. We're in the summer where no running back is getting paid and no team cares about any of these running backs and paying them or trading for them, right? Like, so why, why would a team now swoop in 
and trade a first round pick for Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't believe that they would. Let me go Jahan Dotson here. That's my guy. So I don't really see what has changed really with Jonathan Taylor. And even if something has changed in terms of what the team is saying, how is it going to happen? <laughs> like no one is, if they're not, then the, the Colts have no real reason to like give him away for nothing. They are in a full rebuild. Like the Colts are absolutely rebuilding. They can just hold on to Jonathan Taylor if they don't get something that like, there's no real reason to sell low on him. You can always try and mend the fences. Like there's just, I, I'm I'm struggling to figure out the, the kind of all the hype about him getting traded on top of that. He was already the workhorse in Indianapolis. He's probably going to catch some more passes this year. I know a rich is not the type of guy that's like a big check down guy. So that's certainly a concern, but like there's no Naheem Hines. He's going to be a workhorse like Evan Hall and Deion Jackson. Zach Moss broke his arm. They're going to suck. Their defense is putrid. So they're probably going to be, they play in a dome. They're probably going to be in a bunch of games. That's like good for fantasy scoring for him. He's already a great runner. Now he has a rushing quarterback, which is great for rushing efficiency for running backs. I feel like the Colts situation was like fine for that. People are making it out to be like, no matter where he goes, it's going to be better. Why? He could go somewhere and be in a committee. The most likely scenario is probably that he goes somewhere <laughs> and someone else is stealing work. So like, I yeah, the offense will be a little bit better, but like, wait, like where, like who's trading? For, like what contender is trading for him? Like a first round pick. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't really see it. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, he, there's nothing he can do. There's really no market for any running backs. I have no problem drafting Jonathan Taylor. I just like at all, actually. But I think um, the sentiment that like this is a home run slam dunk time to draft JT, I'm not there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there with that one. Um, like I said, I, I don't think really much has changed. If anything, I, it seems riskier now that he just he holds out. The Colts don't trade him, or even he comes back, and now he really doesn't want to play <laughs> in the second half when they're losing. I think I'm about to take – I really strongly dislike taking Trevor Lawrence and doing the Zay Jones thing, but I think that's – I think no, – I'm set for Geno. Maybe I'll do Lawrence and Geno. What's running back looking like? I don't know. I'm going to take QJ first. Maybe if Lawrence falls again. Um, uh, let me hit some some of the comments. I, it, Joe, to be to be fair, uh, it's anything is possible. I'm not saying it's impossible for a team to trade for Jonathan Taylor. He is insanely talented, and he wants to leave Indy. I'm sure there are people calling. I'm sure there are teams calling the Colts, but if it's if the Colts are really wanting even like a second round pick for a running back, when like you can get Rashad Penny signed for no money, right? And I know he's a very big injury risk, right? They got DeAndre Swift, the Eagles got got both of those guys for nothing. 
Like these guys are not getting any money and no one is trading for these guys. Miles Sanders is the only dude, I guess Jamal Williams. Those teams paid their guys and you could just pick guys up off the scrap heap. Leonard Fournette's still out there. Like it's just, it's, it's just, yeah, I was really torn on that, on the, uh, on the Lawrence thing, but uh, such is life. I really don't. It's so tough because you really want to take Lawrence that far past ADP, but like without Ridley, without Kirk, you really just have Zay Jones because I really don't want Evan Ingram <laughs> on my team. And I mean, there's nothing wrong necessarily with the Trevor Lawrence Zay Jones stack. It's just I'd really much prefer to have to have had uh, Ridley. If you got Ridley and you get that fall on Lawrence, like oh baby, that is fun. Um, this is definitely true. The Vikings running backs are very terrible. I just don't, uh, I don't know how they're going to trade. I mean, let's see. We're up 114. I am, I know I could. Uh, we're going to do Gibby. I'm going to take Gibson. Yeah. Tank for sure. Uh, yesterday, fun fact, I did the. I think I'm uh, scarred because I did the Trevor Lawrence. Uh, like he falls, you know, he does. It happens sometimes, right? He falls forever past ADP, and uh, I did it last night. And backdoor stacked him with Zay Jones and Parker Washington <laughs> and Tank. I took Tank as well, like you said. Uh, Just look. Well, now I really wish I would have taken Lawrence because Geno Smith just got sniped away from me. Um, oh, sorry. Not going to be doing another DK Millie after. Um, a, they take a little bit longer than an underdog draft. B, we recorded yet another marathon episode of Legendary Sickos. I do think you guys will like it. Uh, kind of a special, special edition blending some of the stuff that pat and co do for dynasty with best ball so i think you'll enjoy it um but we talked for a long time yeah see now i should we're gonna take nico son of a well i hate this team hate this team <laughs> yeah, I would not use bad trades as the indicator for what's going to happen in the future, right? If you said this, you would say, well, look, the the idiot Bears traded a second round pick for Chase Claypool. Yes, that was dumb. I totally, totally agree. <laughs> totally dumb. And technically anything can happen. But also you can say that and then you can say, yeah, but also literally none of these running backs are getting paid. <laughs> Saquon, Jacobs. JT himself, right? None of the free agents besides Miles Sanders like getting any real, real major money. Anything could happen. Um, but you have to give up a first round pick to get him and pay him. And nobody wants to pay running backs. So that you're going to give up a first round pick and just for the right to pay this running back, you know, $40 million over the course of the next three seasons. Like that seems, that seems unlikely. 
Um, let's see somebody. Uh, shout out Alex. Love y'all's content. I try to watch all of them. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks for joining. Let's see. Team Omar says team two is getting the falling quarterbacks Tua and uh, Tua and Lawrence. Yep. And on top of that is team three, the worst team of all time. Let's see. Well, Jamar Chase, Josh Allen, Mark Andrews gets a little. Oh, gotta love seventh round Kendra. Aaron Rodgers on the Josh Allen team, unstacked. Certainly not how I would uh, go about that team, but you know, to each their own. God damn it. All right. Well, now I got to take Jalen Warren as my. Uh... Let me show my playoffs here. All right. There's my first. Got to start thinking about my quarterbacks. Yeah, double elite tight end. Uh, you are in the right place. Lou, Louie, Louie, we're going to go Louie. Louie says zero RB viable on DraftKings. My first running backs, every draft are White and Sanders. Um, I'm not a big Miles Sanders guy person. I'm actually not really a big Rashad White guy either, but absolutely nothing wrong with uh, structuring your team this way and uh, zero RB big time viable on, on DraftKings. I was just talking at the, at the top about, you know, I do like to dabble in the the running backs because the, 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 our opponents are giving us some of these running backs at cheaper prices while not punishing us at wide receiver, right? You can take those detours to Ramondre to Bijan, whatever, and still get a good wide receiver room. But if, you know, if we set that aside, I think zero RB is not only viable, but optimal in the scoring settings for DraftKings. I think um, with full point PPR and the bonuses and the bonuses for quarterbacks as well, I think that, you know, running backs were already probably the uh, least valuable position, I guess, besides tight end, but even more so, in my opinion, on uh, on DraftKings. I need to zoom this out this venture. It's driving me nuts. All right. I got to start thinking about quarterback here since I lost Gino, which I'm very pissed about. And you see him on the thumbnail. Is, is there somebody to set up? Nope. So I don't have, we're going to take a reach on Kenny Gainwell. I'm trying to take more Gainwell on DraftKings as well. And, uh, Take advantage of if there is a falling uh, Damian Harris. You guys know me and Damian Harris, but I'm not buying. So like this ADP on Damian Harris is like fake 150. You can get him even cheaper than that uh, sometimes. So I'm trying to uh, take advantage of that. When I take Damian Harris right now, I'm really, I'm really pushing it mostly because I have a ton on underdog. I also like him a lot better on underdog, but I, he is also a big value for me on DraftKings. I'm kind of fading the all the noise and all the nonsense about preseason. He's back at practice. I'm not worried about him. I'm not personally worried about Latavius Murray. I understand um, that it's possible that Latavius Murray, you know, cuts into his work, but I'm just going to buy the better player, but I'm using it as a time where I can get really, really good prices on Damian Harris if I want him. Same thing with Eli Mitchell with the, uh, the plummet that he's been on. 
Louis says, thank you, bro. I got White, Sanders, Montgomery, P. Ryan, Charbonnet, and Damian Harris with five elite wide receivers, elite quarterback, and three tight end punts. That, my friend, sounds like a fun build. That's the way to do it. You can still get a really good right, uh, running back room with the, with uh, you know zero RB. You can still get, like, you have elite quarterback. You might be able to get elite tight end as well. You can build some really, really good teams on DraftKings at zero RB. All right, now. All right, we're we're going to have some fun, I think here. Yeah, okay. I'm going to take Kenny Pickett, my first quarterback, and I got a fun backdoor stack wide receiver with him. Obviously, I have Jalen Warren as well and kind of stack up that game a little bit. Uh Seahawks and Steelers with JSN and Tyler Lockett, Jalen Warren, and Kenny Pickett. Amen. You just don't know, Matt, 100%. Correct me if I'm wrong, but JT is in year four, so rookie deal this year, fifth-year option next, then two franchise tags left of team control. Could get something for him on that. Yeah, but that's a lot of money. You know what I mean? That's a lot. Uh, He's a second-round pick, though, right? So no fifth-year option. Correct? I think that's right, right? Fifth-year options for first-round picks. And he was a second-round pick, right? It's been a while. I should know it off the top of my head, which I'm pretty sure. Beginning of the second round. Yeah, beginning of the second round. So no no, no fifth-year option, um, but the franchise tax, but like – Franchise tag is a lot of money for a running back in a in a season, and he's holding out because he wants to get paid. So, like, I know he wants out of Indy too. He's not happy in Indy. He doesn't want to be part of the rebuild. He probably hates Jim Irsay. Who doesn't? Like, I, I'm sure it's not just the money, but it's mostly just the money. <laughs> That's the point. Yeah, Zay is Zay's been balling. Zay's been balling. Uh, yeah, amen to this. Michael says, "Who's happy to be in the state of Indiana?" I mean, I live in Illinois and Southern Illinois at that right outside of St. Louis, so I can't really say say too much. But correct. All right, now we are back on the clock. See, see my guy uh, Dame still steady falling. Take Michael Gallup. Let me think about this now. I got perfect. Okay. Perfect, perfect, perfect. We're going to end with a little three, five, nine, three team here because I'm going to take three tight ends and I got two more quarterbacks to take. And I have a stacking partner for Kenny Pickett. I <clears throat> really am not in love with this team. This was supposed to be a Geno team. And I should, probably should have taken a different wide receiver instead of a... Uh, what you want to call it? Um, Gallup. But I really feel like Gallup is like kind of a nice value. I understand it's like really not sexy, 
Michael Gallup, but I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty insane price and a really big assumption that Brandon Cooks is like way better than Michael Gallup. And I don't think I would go so far as to assume that. Um, so, yeah. I know you're right, Stephanie. I should have just freaking, I should have taken Lawrence and then I should have just taken Gino and not tried to get so damn cute. I Two, two mistakes. Take Lawrence, just go with Zay and tank, whatever. Or at least then just take Gino when I had it gifted to me and don't let somebody snipe him from me. We screwed up twice. We screwed up twice. Yep, love me, zero tight end. Also, sup, 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 Olaf. Welcome, welcome. Oh, man. Um, ruined my Tai J. Uh, ruined my Tai J. I've been on a run of taking Tai J in every every draft. But assuming uh, Mr. Mex 67 here doesn't uh yeah the qb the qb stuff is something i do differently on DraftKings for sure i'm i'm very much willing to still push it sometimes uh i'm taking sam howell by the way for anybody yeah got howell and dotson and gibson so we've been planning for our boy sammy howell but yeah the quarterbacks you know it's so it's the wild west on DraftKings. sometimes they sometimes a guy falls like trevor lawrence right? Friggin' 30-something picks past ADP. Sometimes um, sometimes guys go well before ADP. Sometimes people s- totally snipe you on your quarterback, like what happened to me here. I don't think that this person has DK Metcalf. No, so, you know, person a person with Justin Fields takes naked Geno Smith when you, excuse me, when you have the stack set up and, uh, it just is what it is. But I think, again, similar to the Bijan point, with the softness of the rooms, I really try not to, like, get super-duper cute. Like, eight picks ahead of ADP on your quarterback or whatever, like, just take them. There's no need to punt off this $10 on DraftKings when there are so many crazy values up and down the boards. Like trying to like you're constantly getting crazy values in the whole draft. So like you don't have to push it with your quarterback when you don't need to. Just make the team you set out to do. And I mean, I know that, and I still screwed it up. <laughs> you know, it's just it is what it is. Um, ooh. So here's one. I, I don't really take obviously, as you can see, I don't really take Irv Smith, but I'm in need of a tight end. He's way beyond ADP. I know not any real major correlation. He does play Pittsburgh. Uh, where, where we go here? Uh, you know, plays Pittsburgh in week 16, so we'll take it. Tiny little bit of uh, correlation there. Uh, Victoria asks, are you more likely to take Austin or A-Rob at the end with Pickett? I am team Calvin Austin. I am not interested in drafting the corpse of Allen Robinson. Um, I don't know that we've seen someone after several years of being completely dust in better situations bounce back. Um, He's also being kind of forced into a role I don't think he's awesome for. And I think Calvin Austin is really explosive. Um, 
So I lean to him. And I've been taking him a decent amount, actually, on DraftKings. 20 rounds is nice. All right. Let's see who goes off the board. So there goes Stroud. So that digs away. Um, God damn it. That's what I was going to do with Stroud. So now we're going to take probably... I don't have... We're going to... Ritter, going to need Ritter to throw a touchdown to Bijan, I think, here. All right, Kyler goes. Or let me think about this. Hunter Henry's gone. Let's put Ritter in the queue before I screw it up. I should have taken – see, damn it. I should have taken Hunter Henry last pick. And then taking Mac Jones here to give me the stack. And I need obviously need the late tight end. Not my best draft, ladies and gents. Not not my favorite, but that's why we get 150. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. But I do, I I do, I will say what I do really like is uh, I, I'm a pretty big fan of double late round quarterback and late round tight end together. Um, just with all the insane wide receiver values you can get, you can build really good teams with uh, with all these late round quarterbacks and late round tight ends. You can stack them up together. You know, get a Mac Jones, Hunter Henry. Right, those kinds of things, um, I think are pretty fun. But in this particular draft, I don't think this has gone perfectly for me. That is for sure. <sighs> the Dre Miller, uh, what's going on? We got a news blurb on Washington. All right. Um, I'm going to take Trey McBride here to go with old Kenny Gainwell. Nothing, nothing quite like a Trey McBride Kenny Gainwell mini correlation for the win. I do like Trey Palmer, not on this team. <clears throat> um, I technically could have done, you know, Baker to Trey Palmer or Kyle Trask to Trey Palmer. That's not my cup of tea, personally. Um, do you like Bryce Young and Hayden Hurst? Not really for me. Um, not really in on the Panthers passing game. A little bit of Mingo, just because of the rookie thing, but I don't really draft Bryce. Uh, he's not really the archetype of quarterback that I love to take, and then he also has probably the worst weapons in the NFL and the O-line looks shaky. It doesn't look great for Bryce. Let's just say Victoria says just asking because they had some positive camp reports on a Rob. I don't love him, but I've taken him a tiny bit, but Austin does look really good. Yeah, for sure. I, that's just my personal opinion and like how I like play the wide receiver position, right? Like I would rather take, I know Adam Thielen is the starter for Carolina. I would still rather take, 
Terrace Marshall or something like that, right? I, I know Allen Robinson is the starter. I would still rather take Calvin Austin. I, I just like to bet against those kinds of players and bet on the Calvin Austin type players. I know he's small. I know, like, I, I get it. Um, I get all the, the, the knocks on him, but he's also very explosive and going, you know, in essentially the last round of, of drafts. No Ertz. No, no, not a Ertz guy. Definitely Trey McBride uh, for me. I know Ertz is back, but I, I'm, I'm uh, now I got to take my Calvin Austin while I'm sitting here thinking uh, or talking about Zach Ertz. Uh, not, I'm, I'm not an Earth's guy. He's super old. As Travis says, uh, 74 years old, give or take, give or take. He, uh, is off a major injury has a former Trey McBride's a second round pick who, uh, won the Mackey award was really a very good tight end prospect in college at Colorado state. And not more importantly, but possibly more importantly, this is a rebuild year for the Cardinals. They're going to be very bad, and I don't want to draft a super old tight end who's probably just not going to be good for the whole year off the injury. His career might basically be over. And then even if it isn't, Trey McBride's going to be the guy that particularly when it matters for this team later in the season, that is more of the guy that's ascending in my opinion, as opposed to Ertz would not definitely not be the type of player that is generally ascending. Um, I will hit some of those last questions and comments in just a minute. I just got to get my final pick here, a tight end to round out this team. Like I said, I have, I have had teams. I prefer a little bit more. And yes, Louis, I will answer those questions in a second. I promise you. All right. This is the player I'm actually taking like one of the biggest stands on in best ball. I assume he's still available. Yeah. Who is the actual starting tight end for the Washington football team? Yes, I called them the football team. Cole Turner. Love him as a last round. Uh, tight end with Logan Thomas still hurt. I think Cole Turner has a really good chance to just be the guy at tight end for Washington. Um, so yeah, big fan of him, especially with, especially with, uh, how, uh, Moa, Moa asked, just curious, what is your plan for your crowns? Um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. You asked, I had over a million. I've been using them on all the drafts. Uh, I had like 1.1 million crowns or something like that. And uh, I've just been using them for best ball drafts. So the crowns are paying for my, uh, for my best ball teams. Uh, No, no lavish trip. No, no, nothing like that. Uh, But to Louis's question, what times do you go live for best ball Um, from an absolute set schedule perspective uh, at, at, at least for the foreseeable future. Also, let me start with this. Up and leading up until the season, we're going to have a bunch of like one-offs, one-off shows, uh, recorded shows as well that will get posted to to the YouTube. I had a, a if you if you are listening to this on audio only, or if you generally prefer the podcast format, I uh, 
uh, I, we had a little issue with the podcast provider. I'm behind on posting some of the stuff on there, but it's going to get on there. So don't worry. But if you uh, want to watch live shows, so tonight, Monday Night Best Ball will continue on into forever, into the future. When the season is here, we're going to talk about you know, what just happened on Sunday. We're going to talk about the Monday night game. We're going to talk about everything that's impacting best ball all throughout the course of the season. So this show is going nowhere. Tuesday nights also, Spike Week Sicko Show, kind of where we dive into some nerdy best ball stuff. Maybe we'll do some in-season best ball drafts, which are available every week on DraftKings and partway into the season uh, on Underdog, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Tuesday nights, both of those are at 7 p.m. Eastern. Monday nights and Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern. We got what one more two more couple more uh sunday sicko sundays is what we like to call them where my co-host who is not here tonight rob coakley hops in a draft at 10 a.m in the morning so get your coffee you want to hang out with rob do some drafts uh we switch he switches up you know underdog DraftKings, drafters whatever popping across each different site and drafting some sunday teams before you get your your beautiful sunday morning going and then um it's kind of a, a little bit uh ad hoc thereafter we got a bunch of pre-recorded drafts we've got little mini episodes rob's finishing up a mastiff a thousand dollar draft we're probably going to do another uh DraftKings 555 dollar draft next week it looks like um so we got a lot we got a lot coming there will definitely be more drafters drafts as we're all chasing kind of that overlay so yeah, just subscribe to the channel, as David says. Uh, uh, and join the Discord. So there's a link to the Discord, 100% free, and you'll get you'll get a you'll get a ping every time we go live here. And to the last question, will you be doing NBA best ball drafts? Yep, I'm big into NBA. I've done I've actually done 20 NBA best ball drafts on Underdog so far uh, already. But um, yeah, that is a sort of recap on where we are at. I'm going to run down my team one quick time. Let's go to the board. It's a little easier to read on the board and zoom out. All right. We started as we talked about, uh, started by <laughs> shout out Stephanie. I will not, I will also not name names. Um, but yes, hopefully next, next week we'll see if it goes a little bit better than, uh, than the most recent. 555 draft I've heard about. Uh, picked up the 107, took Bijan Robinson. Um, as we discussed there, I actually took him over over Cooper Cup. I have more Cooper Cup. I'm trying to get more Bijan, and I'm trying to lean into some of the running backs uh, a little bit more than I naturally do because of the wide receiver values available on DraftKings. Come back in the second and third round with Garrett Wilson and Keenan Allen. Um, we also talked about Jonathan Taylor around there. I took Keenan Allen over JT, not saying that that is right or wrong, but uh, we talked about that. If you want to go back and listen to the JT conversation, did then take a falling Ramondre Stevenson in the fourth round. So got Ramondre at the 406. And I think if I had that 2v2, right, if I took JT in the third and then a fourth round wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins or something like that, I prefer this Keenan Allen and Ramondre to JT and Nuke as a, as a 2v2. Example, came back in the fifth, took my guy, our guy, everybody's guy, our rookie, the king, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. Uh, Tyler Lockett, uh, I will get this uh, link fixed. Uh, 
I will get this link fixed for you um, when we get done with the show. I gotta make gotta do dinner first, but uh, we'll get that we'll get that fixed fixed for you tonight. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba then take Tyler Lockett. Um, I love J.K. Dobbins there. I love just you know honestly I don't take a ton of Tyler Lockett, but felt like a good time. Dip my toes into the Tyler Lockett waters and build out a Seahawks stack. Come back with Jahan Dotson and Quentin Johnston. This is where I probably should have taken Trevor Lawrence over QJ, and where I, where even more so I I regretted was taking Antonio Gibson here over Geno Smith because I obviously had built out a Seattle stack and Geno is the logical quarterback for this team, but being as though I had both of the wide receivers. I thought I might be able to push Gino and uh, yeah, didn't work. Not great. Sometimes it's how it goes as we talked about with the quarterbacks on DraftKings, but we try to make the best of it. Nico Collins, Jalen Warren and Kenny Gainwell. Then we come back to the quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett, who does still, I, 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 I don't totally hate pushing the Gino thing. I wish I had like Pickens or Deontay, of course, on, on this team. But I don't hate building kind of the fun little backdoor Steelers end of it because you already have the Seahawks. Now you can just build build through the other side of that Week 17 game. I like Kenny Pickett just fine. Um, I think his price is is pretty good. I'm actually drafting a decent amount of him. Took a kind of a value-ish, if you will, with Michael Gallup. Not totally in love with that pick. It kind of hamstrung me just a smidge if the quarterbacks didn't work out perfectly, which is kind of what happened, you know, with a – uh, Stroud, I wanted Stroud, I wanted to take Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, and CJ Stroud on this team. End up having to take Desmond Ritter, who I prefer Desmond Ritter actually to CJ Stroud. I just don't think he made as much sense on this team. But um, I am pretty in on Gallup. I mean, 14th round Michael Gallup is kind of crazy when Brandon Cooks is going in the eighth round and CeeDee Lamb is going in at the one-two turn. Uh, pretty interesting. Take my guy, Sam Howell. A falling Irv Smith Jr. as my first tight end on a three, you know, a triple punt tight end team. The aforementioned Desmond Ritter, Trey McBride, who we talked about, came back for my late round guy that I like to use to stack with Kenny Pickett and Calvin Austin the third, and my late round Washington tight end Cole Turner. Um, yeah, I'm not personally concerned. So like. I know Jalen Tolbert is flashing and everything in, in practice. I definitely uh, can appreciate the young players, you know, that are getting hype. And I think it's probably uh, for sure that Jalen Tolbert has gotten better from last year, but I would hope so. He was, he was completely and utterly useless last year. And I don't think Michael Gallup is like the type of guy who just uh, sucks. <laughs> It's, but it's funny you ask about Tolbert because he is getting a ton of hype. Uh, a ton is not the right word, but people coming out and saying like, oh, Jalen Tolbert has really gotten a lot better, you know. Um, uh, the bots have made uh, have made their way to the chat. But uh, he was so, so, so bad last year. But he is getting he is getting some hype. I just think that the gap between Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup is silly. I'm not even saying Cooks isn't better, but I do think that gap doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm going to have a fair amount of Michael Gallup, I think. Um, good backdoor stacking option with uh, with Dak and Jake Ferguson. You can do some fun things with the with Dallas, I think. But uh, I enjoy this. I enjoy this team. 
a little more than I maybe was kind of letting on there during the middle. Um, really wish it had Gino. Probably would have preferred it if I took that falling Lawrence. Like if you took Lawrence falling, you flipped something around to get Zay in place of, um, you know, Gallup. I know they don't they don't go at the same price, but you know what I mean, right? Like just a couple little 2v2 there. I think I would prefer. I think I would definitely prefer this team if we did that. But um, that is going to do it for us here on Monday Night Best Ball. I know a little shorter episode. Um, be on the lookout for the latest episode of Legendary Sickos recorded uh, with myself and Pat Corain, Davis Maddock, and Jacob Sanderson, where we talk through how we can use Dynasty and the thought process and the logic and the roster building and the player evaluation that we do in Dynasty Fantasy Football. How do we put that to use and make better best ball teams and seasonal teams? Uh, Another as is usually the case on Legendary Sickos. Long conversation, but it's really, really fun getting a lot of interesting insights from all three of those guys and kind of talking through a ton of different play, like a ton of different players and things you can do in your best ball drafts with the dynasty mindset to get an edge in best ball. I will be back tomorrow night here uh, again solo by myself without rob spike weeks it goes tomorrow 7 p.m eastern i will catch you guys then but until then enjoy monday night football enjoy the sam howell experience lamar jackson zay flowers it's gonna be a good one don't forget cole turner we're gonna have fun tonight and i'll see you guys tomorrow peace Those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. You want to stay up to date? That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week. Spike Week.